Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. My God. How much you got there? Half a million. This is how it's going to work. I'm going to take 20% a week. Hey, we all got bosses. Even I answer to somebody. But in exchange, I'll protect you from the gangs. What gangs? And the law. This is legal. And if you get attacked by a locust, I'll spray him. Please, don't make me have to be a about this. Okay? I protect you and you pay me a commission. Capiche? That's really all you're going to take? What did I just say? We're partners. You make the money and I make sure you keep it. Do we have a deal? Do I have a choice? Absolutely not. Right, that was uh, Tulsa King. New episodes every Sunday on Paramount+. Plus. James Dempsey joins us once again. Afternoon, James. Good afternoon. Uh, right, so what's the... Sylvester Stallone. So obviously this is uh, <laughs> Oscar baiting again. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is probably the biggest name attached to it is a man named Taylor Sheridan, who was an actor. He, he was kind of, he had like a minor role on Veronica Mars way back when. And then he basically went big a couple of years ago with a film called Hell or High Water, which he wrote and was nominated for Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars for. And since then, he has become kind of Paramount's most prolific creator. And his best known uh, TV show, I guess, would be Yellowstone, which is in which he he brought back Kevin Costner's career and has turned him into a big star and it is hugely popular it mm, has spun yeah. a spin-off called 1883 there's another one coming with Harrison Ford called 1923 and I've never seen a single episode <laughs> <laughs> neither have I but actually people do rave about it yeah people it. Yeah. love it and it all just looks a bit too like like you know, I'm not. I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment. I've, yeah. I've seen Tulsa King, but um, Yellowstone just to me just looks too much like TV for dads or something, right? I just like you know, you know, it looked to me like it was like uh, um, Friday Night Lights, but for cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Kind of that kind of which actually doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, on. right. <laughs> and look, there must be something to it if it is hugely popular. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now this is so. This is a co-production between or co-creation between him and a man named Terence Winter, who worked on The Sopranos, which everybody loves, and Boardwalk Empire, which. I certainly didn't. And uh, Taylor Sheridan wrote the trailer or wrote the the pilot for this in a weekend and then handed over the reins to uh, Terence Winter. And they're billing it as kind of like a fish out of water wise guy thing, right? So Hmm. so Sly plays... um, he plays, uh, you know, a, a, a imprisoned mob capo named uh, Dwight Manfredi, who we meet in the opening as he's being released from prison after serving 25 years. Okay. And obviously the world has changed very significantly. We see him like in an Uber marvelling at the Apple store and, you know, you know, people on Pelotons in New York and all <laughs> kinds of uh, things that will date within <laughs> like five years. Because in prison you have no idea what's happening. I guess, the yeah. world. They don't have TV or anything, no. And he's expecting uh, to be Welcomed back into the fold at, as a 75-year-old, you know, capo. Mm. I, I'm saying these words as if I really know what they mean, but I, yeah. kind of a general idea. And instead, he is very uh, swiftly sent to Tulsa, Oklahoma and told, look, just go there, be quiet and see what you can, see what you can do for the, for the family while you're there, for the business. Okay. And... It is very... It, parts of it are extremely funny, right? So he lands in, in Oklahoma... 
it is this gangster fish out of water story and like sort of within 15 minutes without without going into much detail he's already being like an absolutely brutal gangster and taking over businesses very very swiftly and even though it's all a bit silly and uh, over the top it kind of like I, I you know Sylvester Stallone who probably doesn't get enough credit for being a better actor than he actually is, yes, right? That's true. Because obviously, like he, you know, when I was a child in the like in the nineties, and I guess in the eighties, he was he he pivoted from Rocky, which won him an Oscar, right? Not for actor, but for directing or writing or something. Uh, but I think he was nominated as an actor. Um, he he pivoted from that like to these action movies, right? Yeah. And that became his bread and butter. And then it wasn't really until I guess Creed a couple of years ago, in which he re re whatever it is, brought back the role of Rocky and was nominated for best supporting actor and was kind of expected to win at yeah. the Oscars. There was a movie, a name of which forgets me, but where he was playing a um, where he was playing a sheriff. Is it Copland? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was very. He was excellent in that. So yeah. and in this, he is excellent. Right. He is funny. And his delivery feels really appropriate to the tone of the show. He also has this physicality, even though, uh, uh, to his performance. So he's going around and like you know, you know, p- throwing punches left and right. Mm. But it feels like he's the kind of person who could do that. He's also playing his age. I think he's seventy four, maybe or seventy six in real life, and he's playing a seventy five year old mm. man. Yeah. And like, there's a very you know, you know, parts of this I think are full of the tropes you might expect, right? So like, he's left prison. He's got an estranged family that he is, uh, you know, hasn't had contact with. He's carrying clearly a letter that says daddy on it. And uh, like, I'm guessing a sob story is coming further down the line. Yeah. But so, you know, that that's kind of a well-worn trope. But then I really liked how they introduced his love interest in this opening episode. They meet at a bachelor party, bachelorette party. And how it's introduced is just very funny and kind of off the cuff. And then a reveal about her comes later on, which I in no way saw coming and was very pleasantly surprised by. Okay. Pleasantly surprised is probably how I would describe this whole show. Because... I'm not going to lie. I said, you know, Paramount Plus's output is a very mixed bag, right, so far. Uh, insofar as they're in the streaming war, they're not holding, they're not at the front of the pack just yet mm. by any means. And I doubt even that many of the listeners at home even have Paramount Plus, right? Now, am I saying is this? <laughs> There's very people with Sky you don't even realise that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> and am I saying this is the show to get Paramount Plus for? Not yet, I don't know. Yeah. But I sat down fully expecting this to be an absolutely kind of trite piece of nonsense that I was going to think was a bit rubbish. And I was very pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. So, okay, we I'll, can't be, I'll be that. tuning back in. Yeah, the love interest isn't like, 25 She's in- She is 50. All right, okay, great. That's a, that's a, you know, the way they always I do sometimes do that weird thing. Uh, right, we'll move on to our second show, which you kind of hope is good just based on the title of it. It's called The Horn Section TV Show. Here's a clip. Back was on fire tonight. Why are you... Oh, I always use your bathroom. Do you not have your own... Shh, he's just so in charge. Yes. Yes, he is. Look, while you're here, Ash, I was hoping to run something by you. It's an idea for a different show. Oh, no. Just email Lucy and she'll book in a little slot for you, okay? So you will see me? I said yes. Mm, You started with, oh, no. I will give you six minutes in 48 hours. Say hi to Greg from me. Fine, fine. Carry on. No, not the music. Carry on the massage, Ed. Sorry, Alex. No, I'm sorry. I thought you said a good thing tonight in the show. Yes, but I can't do this anymore. I can't be the little assistant anymore. I want to be in charge. 
Hey, you're in charge of us. Yeah, of course I am, Joe. And you like that? Sort of. Yes, yeah, you don't care. Exactly. It's my turn. Right, so this is a kind of a spin-off? Kind of, yeah. Yes, it is. And yet also it's completely fictionalised mostly, right? Um, so so Alex Horn, uh, people will probably know as, uh, as the creator and assistant on Taskmaster. And Taskmaster was a show I wasn't familiar with until the pandemic. And then mm-hmm. it seemed that everyone was watching it in the pandemic because it's this very nice TV show and I don't mean that in a like you know in a, in a damning with fake praise kind yeah. of way it's funny and charming the format is very is deceptively clever despite being very simple and straightforward and it's really likeable and Alex Horn created that it, it was originally a show he brought to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival that got spun out into a TV show and at the very opening of this sitcom in in, in inverted commas um, we have Greg Davies who's obviously the, the presenter shall we say judge I guess of, of Taskmaster uh, riffing with the audience before a taping going you know imagine Alex Horn imagine you're little Alex Horn and you spend five years creating this TV show and then they tell you you get a TV show and right at the end they go, but actually Greg, Greg Davis has got to be <laughs> And <laughs> from that moment spins out this sitcom in which Alex Horn and his band, the Horn, uh, the Horn section, yeah. uh, who create all the music for for Taskmaster. So if you know that kind of brassy music, that's what they do, right? Um, they have this sitcom that I would peg as somewhere between the Graham Norton chat show and Flight of the Concords, right? So it's this lo-fi, you know, silly mumblecore humor uh, where they're putting together. You know, Alex Horn pitches to Channel Four a, a chat show that he's going to record in his home. And uh, the the Channel Four executive, who is played by Georgia Tennant, uh, a woman in her own right, but wife of uh, of David Tennant, mm. um, she accidentally greenlights it, <laughs> and then they have to go through with it. So each episode is about like filming the pilot, putting together the episodes. So then it features so many real life people, and obviously the thing about Alex Horn, and you know this even from the I guess watching Taskmaster. He's like a comedian's comedian, right? Because comedians must really like him because they are very happy to appear on this show and make fools right. of themselves. And you get plenty of that here. So you get um, John Oliver in every single one of the six episodes. Wow. Which is okay. very surprising because yeah. he is a big American star, right? Mm. American, again, in yeah. inverted commas. But uh, appearing via Zoom, admittedly, okay. but right. still in every one of the episodes. And you also have bizarre cameo appearances. <laughs> so, like in the second episode, which is the yeah, you know the pilot episode of the in show show, you have Martin Kemp playing a very bizarre version <laughs> of himself, and Annika Rice in like a, a very brief cameo, but that is absolutely hilarious. The whole thing is a little hard. Like it, it took me a, it took me a full episode to sort of adjust to kind of the comedy that is on sale here. Right? It is. Mm. It is kind of. It, it's it isn't absolute laugh out loud laugh out loud humor, but it is very funny and it's very warm and it is nice in this day and age to see a sitcom that isn't maudlin, you know that is yes, like yeah. that, like actually you know that is actually funny. Yeah, that is trying to be <laughs> funny. Yeah, that actually does make a, a change. Yeah, I think I didn't say it's it's on Channel Four uh, Thursdays ten p.m. or you can stream it on all four. Our final show is called The English. That's on Thursdays at nine p.m. on BBC Two. Lady, how long have you been in this country? Two weeks. And how many killings have you seen? Four. In two weeks. Well, I've lived here my whole life. I've lost father, mother, wife, sons, daughters, friends, family. 
I've seen villages raised and I've raised them myself. Men, women, and children, shot, cut, stuck, hung. I've seen hell and I've made hell. And I'll carry it from here to the sky beyond. But don't expect me to care for one boy. Can you shoot? If I have to. Oh, you'll have to. Uh, right. Okay. So this is. I, I thought. I thought originally when I heard you were doing it, it was like, how do you explain the English? <laughs> uh, um, this is what you're like, but this is a drama. It's a drama. It's yeah. a western. Like it's. I guess it's kind of. It is a neo-Western, but it is set in 1890s. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking nonsense there, right? So it is written by Hugo Blick, who is a British writer of much renown. He 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 was really broke ground in the 90s with this show called Operation Good Guys, which was like a mockumentary about the police service, I guess, in the UK. Mm way before anybody thought of putting mockumentaries on the small screen, right? As in, like, as the, the, it, it it broke ground before The Office did and won all these awards and okay. nobody seems to remember it, myself included. And he also then is very well known for writing The Honourable Woman and Black Earth Rising. The Honourable Woman with Maggie Gyllenhaal and Black Earth Rising with Michaela Cole. Yeah. Both award baity kind of shows mm. when they were on about a decade ago and maybe six years ago. Um both of which I started and didn't finish. Right? Yeah. And here we have a Western in which Emily Blunt, who is allergic to horses, so fair play to her because she is on the... In t- real life. In real life, it? yes. Okay. She is on top of a horse in every single episode. Plays Lady Cornelia, uh, who is a obviously you know, a, a well-to-do British woman who arrives on the path for revenge and she's in Oklahoma again actually on her, making her way to Wyoming to cap- to catch up with a man that she blames for the death of her son and fate uh, through the medium of a very remarkable and short-lived uh, Kieran Hines performance but really kind of he really is something creepy in this first episode anyway um through him, she encounters uh, an, a Native American, right, who's played by Chaske Spencer. And his biggest role to date is a very minor role in the Twilight Saga, right? Hmm. But the funny thing about the Twilight Saga is, although it was much maligned at its time, and yeah, I mean, it's pretty naff, like it has produced Kristen Stewart... Uh, this guy and that other guy. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Quite a few guys, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And they have all gone on to yeah. great renown and, yeah, and critical yeah. success. So the pair of them sort of team up, essentially, to make their way across the West and run foul of various nefarious actors and encounter difficulties along the way. Now, the trailer is remarkable. It is spectacular. The the sort of the vistas on screen here, the production, the cinematography, all excellent. The performances are excellent. I don't know why I didn't like it as much, right? As mm. in, it's just, like, I don't know how it is. Sometimes you're not in the right mood to watch the thing that you sit down to watch. Ruby. So, yeah. it, like, my biases I'm trying to recognise here. I really wanted to like this, and I spent most of the first episode going, is this episode two? I don't understand. What's going on? Who is that? Why are th- why is this person doing oh. this? Oh. I, I was ultimately, like, confused. And then I got on to episode two, 
it didn't improve things because they were constantly moving around to different characters and I really was struggling to find everyone's motivation and, and it was really just following the plot that I was struggling with. And look, I watch a lot of TV so I feel I'm, I'm quite adept at following yeah, plots this, in, like, this turn, in general. This show turns you into one's mother. Exactly. Like, who, exactly. Who's that chap? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, my mother would be wanting to watch things with subtitles on all the time as a way of following <laughs> and I found I was getting ready to hit that button as well. Maybe the, my, my, the, the time has come. But but on the whole, like now that I've sat with it for a couple of days since watching it, I, I like my my appreciation for it has grown in the meantime. Okay. I just can't say I really, really love it, even though I was fully expecting to. And all of the, you know, all of the criticism, all of the reviews have been glowing and, you know, stellar. Uh-huh. And for me, I'm just somewhat on the fence still about it. Okay. Uh, so the three shows we were talking about today Tulsa King new episodes every Sunday on Paramount Plus the Horn Section TV show that's on Thursdays at 10pm on Channel 4 or you can stream it on all four and The English that's on Thursdays at 9pm on BBC 2 or of course to, uh, through the BBC Ive, uh, player and various illegal means Jan- <laughs> James Dempsey thanks a million Thank you Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.